Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Today on Legally Us, will Prince Harry get deported for admission of drug use? Plus, will Sheena and Raquel appear in court? Bad Bunny gets sued by his ex and Gwyneth Paltrow is in court. We've got that plus so much more on today's Legally Us. Everyone, welcome to Legally Us. I'm Christina. That's, of course, Nima Romani, president of West Coast Trial Lawyers and former federal prosecutor. Hi, Nima. How are you? Hi, Christina. How's it going? Good, good. We got a lot of people talking last week, a lot of people talking about Sheena and Raquel. And I know that we are, you know, one week away from the court date. So I wanted to see what some of the people had to say. T. Rosario said it will be funny if Sheena goes into the court hearing with the entire cast to help defend her. While Mean says those black eyes were shown throughout the whole Charlie and Raquel bedroom scene on last night's episode. Proof they are and have been there for quite a while. So Nima, I think a lot of people have questions. So when will Sheena and Raquel both have to physically appear in court next week? Well, really, it's up to Raquel. And if she intends to pursue a permanent restraining order, Sheena fully intends to oppose it and she intends to win. And with respect to witnesses, absolutely. Other cast members on the show are percipient witnesses. They're going to be subpoenaed. They're going to have to testify at that hearing. Oh, wow. So so the um, so other cast members will be expected to be there next week and could testify on in Sheena's defense. Well, again, it's really up to Raquel. If she intends to move forward next week, maybe at some other time. If she does, Sheena will defend herself and she's going to call witnesses and they're going to testify and Raquel's going to have to testify. So it's essentially a mini trial. So we're going to have live witness testimony, whether it's on March 29th or some later date. Mm -hmm. Do you foresee Raquel going through a permanent restraining order? I don't know. That's a question for Raquel and her lawyers. Mm -hmm. I just know that as Sheena's lawyer, we're ready to defend the case if that's what Raquel intends to do. Definitely. So during the case next week, will you be presenting evidence about these black eyes that we've seen um, in the show as well? Well, again, I'm not sure that the permanent restraining order hearing will happen next week. A lot may happen between now and then. may happen on the 29th. It may happen at some later date, but if it happens, we're certainly going to present evidence. And our, our argument all the all along is that 
those discolorations mm-hmm. predated this alleged assault. I mean, they've been there for months. So we intend to put on evidence that uh, Raquel's alleged black eyes weren't really black eyes at all. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to have to wait and see what happens there. All right. Well, in the, some other big news this week, we have to talk about Prince Harry. So a lot of people have been talking because the Heritage Foundation says his visa application must now be released so the American taxpayer can understand whether Harry declared his drug use. So Mike Howell, he is the director of the Heritage Foundation's oversight project, said this request is in the public interest in light of the potential revocation of Prince Harry's visa for illicit substance use and further questions regarding the prince's drug use and whether he was properly vetted before entering the United States. You know, the Heritage Foundation says if border officials did know and that now that Harry's case will raise questions about whether or not he got got special privilege because his wife's a actress. He's, of course, a duke. Um, So they said that this would be illegal. So could Prince Harry be deported if he lied on his U.S. visa about drug use? Well, Christina, it's certainly possible that the prince could have his visa revoked. So, you know, when you're dealing with immigration cases, unfortunately, these are not public files. So they're confidential. So, you know, when you're dealing with the criminal case or civil case, often the cases that we talk about here on Legal, yes, we have a lot of clarity because these are public documents. But the same doesn't apply to immigration documents. So obviously, I know the conservative uh, foundation, they're a conservative organization. They want to know what really happened with the prince. But it's really speculation. I know that he did admit to cocaine use and using mushrooms. And normally that would be a grounds for inadmissibility. Your visa can be denied or be revoked. But without knowing the type of visa that the prince has, it could be a diplomatic visa, even though he's not officially representing the British government. It could be a work visa. It could be an extraordinary talent visa, a spouse visa, a tourist visa, EB-5. It's really tough to know. It's just sort of speculation. But to answer the general question, Yes. Normally, an admission of drug use can get a visa denied or revoked, even if it's recreational. There, There is an exception, however, and that exception is that if you've been sober for a year, you're in remission and you have a note from a physician, that may be able to grant you a waiver. So it's tough to say because the prince's admitted drug use was when he was a lot younger, I think about 17 years old. So we will probably never know what is exactly on this visa since these are closed documents then. That's exactly the case. So, you know, everyone who's online trying to speculate without having the file, without knowing what the prince said, whether there was a waiver remission issue, it's really tough to know. But as a general matter, that admission of drug use is enough. And you know, you don't have to be arrested or convicted of drug possession or drug use. Just that admission normally is enough. So who, um, you know, because the Heritage Foundation came forward then asking for these documents to be unsealed. So whose um, decision would it be to maybe revoke his visa then? Yeah, so it'd be a decision by the Department of Homeland Security. They oversee immigration in the United States. So DHS for short. So you know, the Department of Justice, for instance, handles criminal cases, immigration cases are handled by DHS. And sometimes they call them ICE or INS. And there's different departments, uh, subdivisions within the Department of Homeland Security. But they're the ones who would decide on what to do with respect to the prince's visa and if they're going to act on it. Now, I can tell you, even though a conviction or arrest is not required, I can tell you, generally speaking, when someone's in the United States, 
DHS normally doesn't act based on admission and admission alone. Usually, you know, someone gets arrested, someone gets convicted, and that's when DHS will put an immigration detainer on that person and maybe deport them or remove them from the country. They normally aren't going around and deporting people just based on these types of admissions alone. So it seems like Prince Harry will be okay. He'll be staying in Montecito. (laughs) Yeah, he'll probably be okay. And obviously, you know, he's married to someone. um, And I don't know what Meghan Markle's immigration status is, but I'm assuming she's a U.S. citizen or at least a green card holder, and he'll be able to get status through her. So I think he's probably going to be okay. But I understand why some folks are upset because normally you can't get a visa so quickly. I mean, uh, the prince got it really, I think, in a matter of days or weeks to appear um, on this Netflix documentary, normally most types of visas take much longer. And of course, if there is that admission or a lie, that's normally going to be a problem in an immigration application. So I understand, at least from a per- public perception perspective, why people are upset at that maybe the prince got some special treatment. Yeah, it seems like maybe, you know, I guess it's good to be Prince Harry um, in some ways, but maybe not. Um, I mean, he's he has had legal issues mounting and mounting and he also has some other things that he is dealing with as well. So his lawyers are arguing for an immediate decision or a summary judgment in his case against the Associated Newspapers, which is the publishers of the Daily Mail, Mail on Sunday. I feel like we've talked about this before. No. They uh, they have um, a new case against them, it seems like every week. So it's one of the four legal battles that he has against the tabloid. So this one, he is suing the Associated Press for misrepresenting him in an article that, ha- that was published last February. He says that his PR team tried to put a spin on his legal fight with the British government. Harry is suing the Home Office, arguing that they should reinstate his police protection that he and his family lost when they stepped down as working royals. So his lawsuit said that the Mail on Sunday article implied that Harry was putting a PR spin on his offer to pay for his protection and that this only came at a later date while he suggested it happened all along. So what exactly is a summary judgment? Yeah, so summary judgment is when a judge rules that there's no triable issue of fact. So that means in sort of layman's terms that no reasonable jury can find the other way. So normally what happens in cases where someone sues someone else, a plaintiff sues a defendant, the defendant will file a motion for summary judgment and the defendant will argue, hey, judge, no reasonable jury can find in favor of the plaintiff. But what's interesting here is Harry is not the defendant. He's the plaintiff. He's the one suing. So normally plaintiffs don't file for summary judgment because usually a juror can find either way. But the interesting legal wrinkle is here in the United States, and we talked about it with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and other defamation cases, is in the United States, the burden is on a plaintiff in a defamation case to prove that the statement was false. But the defamation laws are more favorable to plaintiffs in Europe. In Europe, the burden is on the defendant to prove that the statement was substantially true. So, you know, this is a unique case where the prince may be trying to be aggressive and put pressure on the tabloids to make sure that they don't go after him or report on him. But he may actually be able to get summary judgment because, again, the burden on those types of defamation cases in the UK is on the defendant. Got it. So this is not like a complete waste of time for Harry then. It seems like he may almost have a leg up in this case. He may. And the other important fact is, you know, and we saw this with Johnny Depp's first defamation case there in the UK. We have jury trials here for a lot of cases, including civil defamation cases. But oftentimes in Europe, 
Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery. Judges decide these cases. They don't even make it to a jury. And then Johnny Depp's first defamation case, that was an issue for a UK judge. So whether it's at the summary judgment phase or whether it's at the full trial phase, this is a case that may be decided by a judge there in the UK all along. So there's really no right to a jury. So I understand why the prince is doing this. Definitely. Does it seem like the tabloids could really sway the home office, though, to lessen their protection for Harry? Because, I mean, that's kind of what he's arguing here. And it doesn't really seem like you'd put somebody's protection at risk for a tabloid. (laughs) I don't think so. I mean, there's rules that apply. And just like in the United States, obviously, we don't have a royal family. But, you know, Donald Trump is a former president. And there's the possibility that he may be charged with a crime. But that doesn't mean that he's going to lose Secret Service protection. He's always going to have it, regardless of whether he's the president or a former president or if he's charged for a crime. That type of protection and those laws apply regardless. And I don't expect that there would be any shift or change because of how tabloids are reporting on the issue. All right, let's move on over to Bad Bunny because his ex-girlfriend is suing him for $40 million over a well-known voice recording that she provided the singer before he became famous. So Carlise de la Cruz Hernandez, um, whose breathy Bad Bunny baby recording was included in his first um, earlier song. So she claimed in a lawsuit filed this month in Puerto Rico that her voice and phrase um, are being used without permission. She was originally offered way back in the day, $2,000 for the recording. She declined that and, but a deal and a deal was never reached. So now she's reaching out to um, sue him for at least $40 million. So is this a bad situation for (laughs) bad bunny to be in? (laughs) It's definitely a bad situation. I mean, we've seen it with Tiger Woods recently. You don't want to be getting into litigation with your ex. So um, obviously you know, we don't know the merits of the claim, whether, you know, she was paid, whether she gave consent, you know, those types of things. But the last thing you want, and we've talked about it week in and week out, is to begin into a lawsuit with an ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend, husband or wife. No, definitely. So is he going to have a hard time fighting the lawsuit if it turns out his alleged past payment offers did happen and were declined? So, I mean, hopefully it seems like hopefully there's a paper trail in this and all this. Well, one good thing about uh, our evidence code, and it doesn't matter what state you're in, federal government, state, even Puerto Rico, is these types of offers to settle, they're not admissible. So, you know, to the extent that Bad Bunny tried to make a payment for these rights and that payment was rejected, no judge is going to allow that offer to come into evidence if the case goes all the way to a jury. Mm-hmm. So would this could the outcome for this be different if she filed in California or New York instead of Puerto Rico? Well, there's some 
areas of the law where the law varies from state to state. But whenever you're dealing with like intellectual property or these types of privacy rights, they're generally consistent throughout um, the different states and even at the federal level. So it's not really going to make a difference. It really is an issue of venue, where the parties reside, particularly where the defendant is. So I don't think it's going to make much of a difference that this is a Puerto Rico case as opposed to a California or New York case or other. Do you think that they will settle that she'll get some type of money in all of this? I think so. Usually in these types of cases, even though there's a lot of emotions, cooler heads will prevail. I think she'll realize that not only one song is going to be worth $40 million. And then Bad Bunny will realize, look, it doesn't make sense. This is just a bad press for me to go into full-blown litigation with my ex. Let's give her some money. Let's settle this case and just make this whole thing go away. Definitely. Um, well, I think Gwyneth Paltrow was hoping some things go away. So she, so seven years after she was in the skiing accident that occurred in Utah, the lawsuit has officially headed to court. So in January of 2019, just to give a little backstory, she was sued by a doctor named Terry Sanderson after he claimed that she injured him during a crash while skiing in Utah and that she fled the scene. Court documents stated that Gwyneth skied out of control and hit the back of Terry Sanderson, another skier who was downhill, knocking him down hard, knocking him out, causing a brain injury, four broken ribs and other serious injuries. She got up, turned away, skied away and leaving Sanderson stunned, lying in the snow and seriously injured. So he filed a lawsuit seeking more than $3 million in damages. She denied the allegations and said this lawsuit is completely without merit and we expect to be vindicated. She, in February um, 2019, court documents stated that she was seeking a jury trial and a symbolic $1 in damages. So she is getting that jury trial. So why after all this, all these years is this finally happening? Yeah, I mean, this case really happened seven years ago. So first, it took Sanderson almost three years. He waited until statute of limitations to file this lawsuit. And then we know that criminal cases have priority because criminal defendants have a right to a speedy trial. And of course, the pandemic didn't help things. So this case got pushed out for years, really four years after the filing, um, because it was a civil case and it kind of trailed everything because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that she didn't settle this out of court? Why do you think that she took this to trial? Yeah, normally these types of lawsuits settle. I mean, you know, obviously it's a ski crash, but it's no different than a car crash. Car crash. The vast majority of these cases settle well before trial. But I think it was an issue of Sanderson asking for a lot of money, $3 million, right? And, you know, Gwyneth thinking that she was not at fault. So, you know, with respect to the amount of money that Sanderson asked for, there's really three types of kind of negligent conduct that that can be alleged. The first is intentional, right? You do something intentionally. That's the worst. And that's when Sanderson alleged a hit and run. That not only did Gwyneth Paltrow hit him, but she took off. The judge said, no, there's no evidence of that. The second sort of step down is what we call reckless conduct, something that's grossly negligent. Again, that's something that Sanderson alleged, but the judge didn't find any evidence of that. So that's why we went from that $3 million plus number to 300000 Now we're just dealing with simple negligence. So obviously, Sanderson can recover his damages, medical expenses, past and future, pain and suffering, but he's not going to get anything more. He's not going to get punitive damages to uh, punish Gwyneth Paltrow. And the reason we're going to trial, and this is happening right now, is we have two very, very different accounts of how this ski accident happened. So when you're skiing, just like the road, there's rules of the road. And on the slopes, whoever is the downhill skier has the right of way. So Sanderson is saying, I was downhill. 
Paltrow slammed into me. And Gwyneth is giving a completely different account. She's saying, I was the one downhill and Sanderson slammed into me. So it's really going to depend on those witnesses and for a jury to sort this all out. Right. It's kind of like it's his truth, her truth. And where is the actual truth in between? So it might be hard to to figure out unless you have the witnesses. So who do you think will do you think that she'll have to pay Sanderson any money in all this? Do you think that he'll have to pay her that one dollar in damages? How do you think this is going to play out? Yeah, it's definitely a, literally a he said, she said. And we know the witnesses are already testifying. Sanderson has his witnesses who are saying that, you know, he was the downhill skier. Um, we know that Gwyneth Paltrow has the ski instructor, Eric from Deer Valley, is going to testify that she was a downhill skier. She has some family members who may testify as well. So it's almost like a red light dispute where you have two different parties and witnesses saying, well, no, I had the green and other parties saying I had the green. So it's really going to be up to a jury to sort this all out. Now, if Gwyneth Paltrow wins, even though she's asking for only $1 in damages, she asked, she is asking for her attorney fees to be paid. So that's going to be of thousands of dollars, maybe even more when you're dealing with years of litigation and a full-blown jury trial. Right. Yeah. You're dealing with seven years in all of this. So it should yeah. be a, a hefty bill. Um, so yeah. we'll, we'll be uh, following it as it unfolds because I'm sure a lot of people are going to be interested in this one. Nima, thank you so much as always. Thanks so much, Christina. I'll see you next week. See you next week.